Yo, what's up guys? It's Gabs here and welcome back to the Gab Show. Uh this is episode six now. Um not gonna lie, this episode, I don't know how long it's gonna be. I only have seven topics. Um some of them I think I can probably drag out for like fifteen minutes for at least one of them. I can definitely drag out. Maybe two of them actually. But other than that, this might be a shorter episode than usual um there's not much to talk about that's just all it is um but i will try my best to lengthen this episode before we get started be sure to check us out on spotify apple podcasts um uh, raise five stars on itunes um all that good stuff subscribe to gabs the, the gabs channel and the gabs live channel um that would be great um so yeah Let's start with, I mean, okay, let's start with a, a, a longer topic. This, this, first, this first one's a little interesting. Um, I would like to talk about Eva Cudmore for the last and final time. Unless she says something about me, this is the last time I will talk about Eva Cudmore. Mostly because I th- think her fans are starting to get pissed. Um... Which is a little annoying because all I've been doing is giving honest, constructive criticism. Um, I mean, I've, I've got to go through it because there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. Um, basically, I have been following Eva Cudmore um, <laughs> since probably June, July. Um, and that has not been a secret because I mean you can't really hide the fact that you follow someone so yeah I have followed Eva Cudmore on most platforms for a good five months now Um, and actually it's probably been more than that it might be six or seven and I personally, as a person who loves to express their opinion and also just genuinely is interested by the social media influencer sphere space and eventually want to be involved in this space, um, I'm, I talked about it because from what I saw, okay, let's start off with this. So back in... Let's see here. Must have been July. Yeah, it was definitely July. August 3rd, actually. I uploaded a video called My Advice to TikTok Creators. Now, that video had didn't have her in the name of the video, but it was it, she was in the thumbnail. Um and it it, it was it was a short video. Yeah, it was a 10-minute video basically saying what the fuck are you doing? Get off TikTok because TikTok's going to get banned. Um, now, obviously now, TikTok isn't getting banned anymore. So, um, four weeks ago, on the first episode of The Gab Show, I ranted about Eva Cudmore, basically raising the same points, but also going a little bit further to say um, that I don't know what she's doing on the business end to grow her career. Um, 
she was basically at that time she was still in Canada um still making the same video she was six months earlier her views were a little bit down um and she wasn't really doing much so I basically did a video saying okay what are you doing I critiqued um in an honest fashion basically what she was doing making her money career-wise whatever I basically said her her merch was not the greatest um that she was kind of following the mold of everyone else and wasn't doing anything creative necessarily and that she um and I made the prediction that she would move to LA um now obviously this is what didn't really get shown in that in the that clip that 10 minute clip of the podcast is that I'm a fan like I am a def definitely technically a fan of Eva Cudmore I follow her on everything I I try and keep up with what she's putting out uh just because I am intrigued by her um and sort of that intrigue is just per literally all it is is just because she's from my city and I want to know how she's she's doing and learn from her from her progress and maybe even her mistakes possibly who knows so I tend did uh sort of apologize in the second episode of the gap show but I didn't clip it and so I don't think anyone saw that <laughs> um and then but the, the first video got 430 views it's on 430 views the second second episode I didn't clip it the 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 sort of like apology sort of thing um I I I don't remember what I said but it was basically um I I felt like I went a little bit too hard and it was basically what I'm saying now I appreciate her content and I'm actually I actually somewhat enjoy her content um but then in the third episode she that was when the week she moved to LA and I then was like okay I re-raised the point of well I one predicted that she would move to LA and two um basically said that uh, well yeah one that she moved I predicted that she would move to LA and two that she was still on the wave of or still on the path of not doing anything different than the mold she's not breaking the mold in any way um and so that one got 417 views so you, you can see why the reasoning why i would still want to talk about her because she gets views she her name does get views um now that these these two videos obviously combined got 800 views um and then i did a third there was a third clip that came out a few days after when after the second video um basically i i said i i basically run down who who she met that week <laughs> it was a little odd but i basically run down who she met that week and that i i admitted i was jealous i want to be in her position that's not a bad thing necessarily 
I'm not, I want, my career goal is to be an influencer type person <laughs> in the influencer sphere. The influ- the word influencer is a shitty word, but I want to be in the, the atmosphere of influence, I guess, or the social media sphere. And that's what I said. I just, I'm jealous. She met, I, I was really only jealous because she met freaking Jaden Hosser. That that fucked me up a little bit, but <laughs> other than that, I wasn't that jealous. Um, but I do, I did say I want to be where she is at. Um, now, that video only got seventy-two views. The other two have got four hundred views each, which means more people saw me criticizing her than actually being like, like sort of giving her credit and that's not the best not the best look so uh i'm gonna check out my tiktok comments because there's some interesting ones um oh also this week i i guess i can basically say um that i was i commented on her video she was she made a video uh about or using Jacob Sartorius's song and I basically I I literally commented um oh perfect example your top account her her second account is the top account like I I am going to screenshot shot this and put this in the video um but your top account right here it it just says Eva Cunmore so like I'm clearly a fan um, anyways, but, um, yeah, so, let me see here, which one was, it It must, it was the Poppy Chulo one, I think, yes, no, was it this one, no, yeah, it was definitely the Poppy Chulo one, this one, okay, so, um, alright, let's see here, alright, there was two people that commented, there was Bryce, who actually said he wanted to be on the podcast. We haven't sorted that out. He, But he said he wanted to be on the podcast. Anyways, we're going to talk about that later. Um, so, I basically said oh, in my caption, Ayo, all these kids need to uh, name me Skepta's brother real quick before I believe the, their fans. Which is a valid point because <laughs> I don't think anyone knows... Jam, who who Jamie is, who's actually like doing TikToks to Poppy Trudeau, so it's a little cringe. These Americans are taking the UK culture very, very. I mean, I'm Canadian and I'm taking it, but I actually like know a little bit about it at least. <laughs> um, but the this kid Jalen said, "You're the one who keeps roasting Eva, but follow her on everything." I then responded saying, "It's called." Uh, constructive criticism it's for the better she he said nah you just obsessed got nothing better to do with your life and i basically i basically asked him legitimately uh tell me one thing that wasn't a constructive criticism i was just being completely honest he never responded but i did look this dude up i went on his account um and looking at his ig eva follows him 
Um, now I have no nothing against this dude. Uh, he looks to be like some, uh, like hype beast dude. Like talks about like style and stuff. I mean, he he's got seven k followers on TikTok, which is which is a good amount. It's a good amount. Um, it says VA. I don't know if that's Virginia. Or if that's Vancouver, <laughs> I'ma be honest. I don't know, but Eva Cudmore follows it, and that—that's what—that's when it clicked. I'm like, ooh, maybe, maybe she's actually seen the videos. Um, and then I also uh, replied to one of her TikToks. It was her dancing to uh, Jacob Sartorius's new song, which, by the way, bangs. It's a fucking great song. And I basically commented, do you have a crush on Jacob? And she replied, yup, you caught me with a bunch of emojis. Now, I couldn't tell if that was sarcastic or not. So I don't know if she was, she knows who I am, knows that I commented that, and was like, oh, this motherfucker, stop commenting on my videos. Or if she legitimately has a crush on Jacob, which if so, I low-key ship it. But (laughs) this whole thing to say... I'm confused. <laughs> I am legitimately confused. I don't know where to take this. Um, basically, if I I'm I'm going to talk straight to Ava right now. If she's watching this video, which she probably there's a chance she is. I'm not gonna say she probably isn't because the other two had foreign views. Who else would be looking at those those videos other than Eva? You know. Um, actually, I'm gonna check this. I'm going to search Eva Cudmore into YouTube and see what comes up. I should actually, you know what? I'm going to log out and then do it because that would probably give us a better answer. I'm going to have to remember to sign in. Um, so Eva Cudmore. I am just putting that in. Okay, the first thing that comes up is that, okay, all right, let's see how far down I am, because it looks like, uh, I mean, to be fair, these are, like, top talent stuff, so this might not be it, but, so we have the Young Hollywood House Tour, we then have, um, Paparazzi Gamer, okay, interesting, then we have Top Talent TikTok, which is just some TikTok compilations, and then we have me down here. So we have one, two, three, four. I am fifth. And also seventh when you Google, when you put in Eva Cudmore on YouTube. So I'm the only one that's talking about her, um, which I guess can sa- says something, I guess. But... But yeah, no. She could have definitely seen these videos. It is a, it's, a, it's an easy thing. And I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I am literally just giving my own opinion, trying to help, if anything. Um, even though, I mean, why would you listen to me? I'm this fucking idiot um, <laughs> that just talks. But... Eva Cudmore. I do not 
hate you in any way. Hold up, hold up. Let me look into the camera for this. I do not hate you in any way. I actually appreciate your content. I appreciate what you're doing. I aspire to be somewhat like you. I'm just giving you my honest opinion on the future of your career. I would like you to just know that I personally believe the way you're going might not be good for longevity. That's all I'm saying. Um, and that leads in that that'll lead into the. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about her a little bit more actually, because I want to be specific, and I want to be honest with fucking. I want to be honest with my opinion here because I I'm not gonna bend the knee too much here. Um, I've honestly in all these videos I have actually come up complimented her just as much as I've I've given criticism, um, and I want to make sure that she understands what I'm here saying here. I am personally a major hater of LA. Um, there's very there's some upside to LA and there's some downside. I personally believe you get into LA, and as long as you don't get trapped, you're good. So if you can go to LA for a year or two, make your na- a name for yourself, and then dip, boom, you're perfect. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm gonna probably move to LA, go for a year or two, work my ass off, not not get into the to the the, the, the social life there because the social life there is worse, um, and then dip, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own my own path. So I just wanted to make sure. I I actually am intrigued to know what she plans on doing in LA. That's that's the main thing. Because so far it looks like she's well now actually top talent house and not a content house or merging. We'll get to that later. That just makes me think even more she's just following the same path as everyone else, which means there's no longevity at all. Um everyone moves to LA with a goal. With to make their dreams come true. And a lot of these TikTok kids have the same goals in mind. Become an actor, model, musician. And none of them are really focused on what they're doing now. They're focused on what they're doing later. And instead of working on their strengths and then sort of applying that and then working with that to the weaknesses, they're focusing on their weaknesses and then letting their strengths build down to weaknesses. Um, and what I mean by that is they're focusing more on the other stuff than what they actually made their career off of. Um, now, I'm not saying Eva's done, done that because she's actually posting still on TikTok. I'm talking about the Nessa Barrett's, the... Um, well, actually, I'll use Nessa Barrett as an example because she is now trying to full-on completely train rush into music but she's given up social media almost which almost is the complete opposite of what you should do you should you should do you should you need to need it to be because okay you need to be good at 
a bunch of things instead of just focusing on one thing. The way the in the social media sphere works, everyone's got their hand in everything. Everyone thinks there's a musician, actor, model, YouTuber, uh, business person. Um, everyone's got their hand in everything. But when you take your hand off of one and move it to the other without keeping your like you have multiple hands and if you if you move your hand off one and onto the other with and leave that one alone that's when you fuck up and i see a lot of these tiktok kids they're gonna once tiktok starts to slow down because it'll it'll probably eventually slow down their careers because tiktok's such a game of ups and downs um you can go viral on tiktok and then be irrelevant in two weeks so these these kids are trying to get get take advantage of their peak here but in doing that they take their hand off tiktok and they stop posting on tiktok and they 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 lose relevancy on tiktok and then they try and put it on this thing and all of a sudden the viewers are gone because they've 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 taken their foot off the gas and that's what I've i've just been seeing so many tiktok kids do is solely focused on other stuff and leave tiktok behind and then all of a sudden they're no longer relevant on tiktok and when they go to put something out to their fans they don't get the same numbers as what they did when they were actually like foot on the gas on tiktok that was so long-winded. I don't know why it took me so long to get to that point. But essentially, <laughs> these kids are going there, going to L.A., trying to make their, themselves models, actresses, but so does everyone else in L.A. Literally, everyone else in L.A. is trying to make their career in modeling and acting. And then when they have this actual like foundation in the social media sphere they ignore it and then once that thing's gone they're fucked it it happened to so many vine stars it's already happening to so many tiktok stars i mean at this point it's it's like having a million followers on tiktok is like having 100k on youtube you you have a good start you have a great foundation but you need to take it to the next level otherwise there's no longevity um and that's basically it. I'm just saying I I don't I haven't seen Eva take the next level. Um and that's literally it. I don't know what she does in her day. That that's all it is. That's my criticism. That's my whole basis. Keep in mind, I am a complete fan. I'm I'm I am team Eva. But she needs to take it to the next level. Otherwise, she's going to be back in Barry. That's it. That was so long for nothing. Oh, my goodness. I was... Anyways, I have to sign back in now. Um, for my next point. But my next point kind of relates to Eva Cudmore. But less because she's not problematic like I am. And her friends are. It seems to be. Um, oh, fuck. I gotta open the YouTube app on here.
on my phone. Sorry for the noise of me tapping. I just opened it. Hello? Yes, this is me. Okay. Okay. So, now to to some serious stuff, because this this is a serious topic. Um, Top Talent House has gotten some trouble. Um, Basically, one of the original members, it's been two weeks and a member's already left. It's a little fucked. It's like Team 10, but they never got big. Oh, that's so mean. It's like Team 10, but they never hit their peak. Um, Again, I'm a fan. Um, So, Rachel Brockman, one of the original members, it was the member I didn't know of, has already left. Um, and there's been some drama that way because there's there's now basically top talent house and I guess now the not a content house which by the way not a content house that's like literally meaning that you're taking away I'm I'm not going to get into that but you, that's literally taking your foot off the gas in a name of a house but well, we'll whatever Top talent are now claim, are claiming that Rachel wanted to be emancipated from her parents. That is a bold statement. Bold statement. Um, it could be very problematic. Who knows? But they're claiming that after... Rachel has claimed that the manager, n- nor nor. I don't know his name, the top the man. He, he I think he's like the head of top talent management or something, um, and he manages Anna, Eva, and Katie, um, has. Sort of like. I don't know. I don't. I'm not quite sure what they're claiming, <laughs> but they're claiming he's not a good person um basically saying that he's using them or just i don't know i don't i'm i it's a little weird i didn't look too far into it because i basically did say though in in my first video about this uh about or the second video about eva that basically i said um Letting a 17-year-old move to L.A. is a little risky if I'm a parent. I did say that. Now, did I mean anything by that? Absolutely not. Um, personally, I mean, who knows? This I've never met this dude. But from what it looks like, this dude has 50K on Instagram. No following realistically. Um, why would I put my, my kid's career, like, this, this could be potentially 
seven-figure career in the hands of another. That's the way I would look at it. But obviously, this is a massive opportunity for them at the same time. So, I heard the, the phone call of basically Rachel with her mother on the phone saying that she wanted to stay at the house. Which is pretty damning considering she said she didn't want to be at the house. Um, so, I, I, I sort of leaned towards the top talent house side. But then the video came out of the three of them, uh, Katie, Anna, and Eva sort of explaining the thing. And what caught me off guard was Eva saying that uh, her parents signed her manager to be her legal guardian until she's 18. Now that, 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 that sounds like an immediate red flag, but let me, let me bring it down a little bit. Eva's going to be 18 in February, so it's not that big of a deal. It's like four months, and what doesn't make sense to me that way though is from what I I've I've never met Eva, but she lives in the same city. I know a person who grew up with Eva, and I also know uh, I or I was also on a baseball team with her ex boyfriend, but I never talked to him while. But that was before they even started talking. But I was on a baseball team with that dude. Uh, but essentially, from what I've heard, her parents are very strict. Are very They're very Christian. Um, and I think I heard a rumor that like her sister ratted her out for kissing her boyfriend. And she got in trouble for that. This is all alleged. This could not be true at all. I don't know. But... Why did the, if if her strict ass parents, from what I've heard, her parents are pretty strict. If they allowed her to move to LA with this random dude who's twenty one years old, and trusts him, I think he's pretty trustworthy. I think now I, that could be wrong. They could have they could not be strict and they they let him let him let him off the hook or something. But from what I see. And from what I've heard and know about Eva, her manager's probably trustworthy. And so that completely dis and that would completely like falsify all the claims of the Rachel's Rachel party. Why do I do a podcast when I can barely talk English? barely speak English holy fuck anyway <laughs> but yeah um so my opinion on the situation I think they're just uh, Rachel's just doing it to get some clout out of it um although if you're trying to get clout why would you go after them I don't know it's an interesting situation um but my prediction, Rachel's irrelevant in two weeks. Top Talent House stays plateauing, maybe grows a little bit. But that's my two-week prediction of the Top Talent House. Anyways, off of that subject, man. 
I can stop talking about TikTok. At least for this week. To be fair, that's a that's 32 minutes of TikTok. Oh goodness. Well, at least I know I I've made this this video or this episode long enough. <laughs> um so let's move off to some do I want to keep it a little bit darker? All right, let's go to Mitchell Miller just because I don't want to forget my points on this one. This one's a little bit serious. Basically, um if you didn't know, if you don't follow the NHL at all, you would not know. But basically there's this kid, Mitchell Miller, who just got drafted to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Now, the problem with Mitchell Miller is he was not on anyone else's, like, any other NHL team's draft board because he bullied a black disabled kid in high school. And when I say bullied, it was more like tortured. Um, one of the main um, cases which went to court was Mitchell took a lollipop and rubbed it in a urinal and made the kid eat it. Which then made had uh, forced the kid to get tested for age, hepatitis, AIDS, hepatitis, and like potentially like life-threatening diseases because this one kid decided to oh yeah here have a pissed lollipop. Um, so that's the type of kid we're we're dealing with here now. This wouldn't have been a big deal if Mitchell Miller did what her what his um, accomplice did, because his he there was two people involved in the situation with the lollipop, as far from what I've read, um, and the other kid apologized to not only uh, the disabled kid, uh, I I think his name is Isaiah, but also apologized to his family. And made things right. Now we wouldn't be talking about this if Mitchell did the same. Mitchell, on the other hand, was charged, did his community service hours, and then never apologized to the kid. In fact, he was even still tormenting the kid afterwards, um, according to the kid's mom. And then now. He, apo- he he basically admitted it and apologized to the 31 NHL teams, but never apologized to the kid or the kid's family. So, that makes me think, what a cunt. <laughs> this dude is an asshole. Um... I think, I, I mean, eventually, I, I mean, like, cool, whatever. Like, this dude clearly is pretentious as fuck. This dude's probably got money. And, I mean, listen, this this dude is not human at this point. He is not a human at this point. He is a fucking animal. There's no empathy. There's no no nothing shown by this kid. And the fact that it, he's still a kid means his parents are cunts. Cunts. They 
allowed their kid to they allowed their kid to not only bully the disabled kid be racist towards that disabled kid and also anyways see no this kid is absolute garbage trash and his family is absolute garbage trash the fact that they let bro if my kid comes home with a court case against him first off especially since he's the main like the main criminal here he he actually did these things if he was like a just associated maybe i could find some leniency kids still getting punished but this dude was not only allowed to play hockey after that he from what it sounds like he just lived his life there was no punishment no nothing there was no he he, he, he like my kid would be begging pleading at that kid's door like apologizing doing whatever he could to make it right with that kid i don't care if it would it would mean he had to like spend 3 months trying to be this kid's friend and apologizing he wouldn't be doing that there was no questions asked but because this dude's a good hockey player he got away with it but now it's come back to bite him in the ass he's he's lost his internship at the university of north dakota um and he's also he lost his uh or he's not getting a contract with the Arizona Coyotes. Um now as for the Arizona Coyotes, this looks very bad because they were previously punished for doing too much homework on the the draft picks for interviewing the 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 2020 draft class before they were allowed to. And so which means that if they were if they that means that if they um did did like did their homework so much on this kid they would know that not only is he not only is he like a bad person but they were okay with him being a bad person so it just looks so bad on the coyotes they need to do something they need to uh, as many people in their upper management need to apologize as possible that means the owner the general manager the president the assistant general managers the scouts the head scouts um potentially i mean the coach maybe even if the the coach had anything to do with it even if the coach didn't it would be probably better to cover his ass anyways so just apologize if if you're the coach just apologize um yeah like so and then the nhl even allowing this kid to be drafted is another problem but we'll get to that it's it, it, it there's so many issues with this kid and the this, the whole situation that it mm, just pisses me off it just pisses me off um
but that's the that's that's the gist of the tough subjects here. Um, let's get to some lighthearted stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm actually gonna take a break, um, just because I need to get my mind straight on these subjects. I just went through a lot of a, a lot of talking and there's still some some topics to go, but there's so much lighthearted that I don't know if I can even continue right now. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. I I'm back. All right. Let's let's cheer the things up. Um Sam Tompkins. Now, this is an artist that I found through Nightscape, actually. Nightscape put his song Kings out on his, on, uh, Nightscape put it on his story. Um, and immediately I just loved it. It was just perfect, perfect message. It actually hit home. And so that was, that song, first off, was the introduction to Sam Tompkins. Now, I love that song so much that I went back and checked its discography. And bro, there's a few songs that I, I I might not like, but um, there's a lot of songs that I've now since added to my playlist. Um, so I've got Kings, Charlie, uh, You Broke My Heart So Gently. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna list them all off. Uh, I think there's a song called Faded with J.K. That I've added. Um, just trying to remember here. Let me scroll through my playlist. That'll probably be the easiest way to find them all. Um, so yeah, Kings. can't find come on keep scrolling holy cow i have a lot of songs on this playlist um so there's kings i already said the other three that i remember let's see here come on is it really that far down? Holy. Okay, so Charlie, you broke my heart so gently. You're the love of my life. And then. Um. Holy fucking cow. Okay, and then. Not so gray, strangers, tears beneath my eyelids, follow suit, Google love, critical, and then faded, um, are all songs that I've added to my playlist since. So that's that's a lot of songs. Um, and honestly, I've talked to a, I've talked about a similar artist, a similar lesser known artist, uh, uh, on the pod before. Um, that being Snow Days. 
but uh, Sam Tompkins almost is like a mix of like the soft alternative scene and Ed Sheeran. That's that's my closest, but he he's also like a lot more than that. And I think he's he's got his own style. He is he's unique. Um and oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Apple Music has listed God Church by Ricegum as comedy. Interesting. Sidetracked. Anyways, yeah. Sam Tompkins is talented as fuck. I, I honestly think he, he can be probably one of the most talented major mainstream artists in the future. Um, and it would not surprise me one bit if he did. Um, he's going to make it very easily make it um next thing i wanted to talk about in the music scene is ksi because again not many things happened this week there was just a few major things that i wanted to talk about but this one just kind of i was i was i asked a question to myself basically who will be ksi's next feature now I basically already know that he's probably going to get a song with Gunna because Gunna commented on his uh, Instagram picture of, oh, who's the next feature I'm uh, I'm releasing. So he's probably going to get the song with Gunna. But past that, who do I want to see him work with? Now, there's there's so many artists that would be massive, massive uh, for him to work with. Obviously, the, the the big names would always be Drake, uh, J. Cole, Kanye West, blah, 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 blah. But I'm talking realistic, like, actual feasible features for this dude. Um, Ed Sheeran is a name that pops into my head. He's got... Ed Sheeran has a song with Jamie, who, uh, who is a very big supporter of KSI. That is feasible in my mind. Um, I think, I mean, already he's been like sort of talking to Youngblood about maybe collabing. Um, KSI and Marshmallow would be it. It it, it would blend right into what he's doing right now, which is like EDM dance-ish party vibe music. Um... And then, hmm, who knows? I, I guess the, the the biggest thing is, KSI is, you never know what he's going to do, and you never you never know what barrier he's gonna break next. He's opened the landscape of YouTube up so much that it's almost impossible to see what he's gonna do next. And then when he does it, you're like, holy shit, what is he gonna do next? <laughs> like. It's almost almost insane the amount of barriers he's broken in the YouTube scene. Not only in the UK, but worldwide at this point. Is like, there's no one doing it like he is. It's insane. Um... 
then I, <laughs> this is going to be a short topic a little bit, but I, back when the Sway Boys hung out with Vin Diesel that week, I said I had never watched a Vin Diesel movie. Um, that has since changed. I've watched five of the Fast and Furious movies now, um, and I really enjoyed them, but I am questioning whether or not I should continue the series, because in my mind, after the fifth, the, the fifth movie has, puts like a, a complete end to the series, like everyone's happy, everyone's good, they make out with the cash, they don't have to do any more robberies anymore, they don't have to be criminals, they don't have to be on the run anymore, because they're gonna go to a place, because they go to a place where there's no, um, I forget the word, where they can't be expedited back to, uh, the U.S. and then put in jail, so, at Fast and Furious 5, after that, I can say that I'm happy with not watching the rest of the movies because everything seems to have a happy ending. Now, obviously I know that in Fast and Furious 7 that's when Paul Walker that's after Paul Walker has passed and that he there's a departure between uh Dom and Brian uh, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker's characters, and I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if I want to make it to that point, or if I just want to stay with the happy ending right now. Um, which means I'm putting it up to you. Someone, please help me in the comments. Are Fast and Furious six, seven, and beyond? good enough to watch or should I stay at just watching the five movies that is my question for you uh, which now finally finishing off the episode I want to talk about Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson um, they had their press conference this week it was garbage Jake Paul was in some sort of hospital he had like blood on his nose or something it was so weird Jake Paul's a clown, man. Like you watch, okay, you watch the, the Vidal interview and the Badu Jack in, in like press conference right beforehand, and they're so professional. They're like, they're not talking over each other. They're letting each other speak. They're making good points to each other. They're giving each other respect. Jake Paul shows up on the scene and literally tries to like make sure Nate Robinson can't talk. That was his only goal in the press conference, and he was just talking nonsense. It, it, it was just so cringy. It was, it's, it's honestly amazing that they actually let a YouTuber on this card because realistically, he doesn't deserve it at all. But I don't know. I guess the clout, the, the, the pay-per-view buys, I don't know. He's he's not going to drive sales that much. L let's be honest here. He's not going to drive sales that much. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. is enough of a marketable fight f for you to buy it anyways. Um, personally, I do think, though, Jake is going to win this fight. But I am willing to make a bet. Now, on the past fight, 
on Jake Paul's last fight versus a Nissan Gib, I made the bet that I would dye my hair if Gib, uh, or yeah, if Jake won. But obviously, that was because I was cheering for Gib and I thought Gib was going to win. I did, I, then I did dye my hair, but my friends were pissed because they thought I was, for some reason, I said that I was going to dye my hair blonde, which I didn't do. I did not say that. I said I was going to dye my hair. I was thinking about blonde. Never said specifically blonde. But I am willing to make a bet on this fight. This time, betting on... Jake Paul. Yes, betting on Jake Paul. I have to figure this out in my head. Yes, because I want Nate Robinson to win. But if Jake Paul wins... Yeah, but if Jake Paul wins, I won't have to dye my hair. If Nate Robinson wins, I'm cheering for him, but if he wins, I have to dye my hair blonde. That's the deal. Just because... I mean... (laughs) Either way, I'm happy. Because if Jake Paul wins, I don't have to dye my hair blonde. And that'll be the final bet of me dyeing my hair. But, if Nate Robinson wins, I'm happy because Jake Paul lost, but I also have to dye my hair. So it kind of keeps it balanced both ways. Either way, I'm happy, realistically. Um, Yeah, that's my bet. So, hopefully, I'm honestly cheering for Nate Robinson to win, and I have to dye my hair. So hopefully, Nate Robinson makes me dye my hair. If not, well, I'm just going to be a little bit sad, but... Not too sad, because then I don't have to have weird hair. Um, anyways, that's going to be it for today's video. Be sure to, uh, this podcast, be sure to listen to Spotify, iTunes, rate it five star on iTunes. Um, I'll be back next week with another vi- another episode. Actually, Sunday is the return of the vlogs. Um, hopefully, unless something major happens, it should be the return of the vlogs. Um which means I'll see you Sunday and then a podcast next week and two times a week now finally back to that and I'll but anyways that's gonna be it for today's podcast be sure to like subscribe comment down below what you thought and I'll see you guys next week with another episode of the gap show peace